Good morning, church. It is so wonderful to worship together with you all today. Time moves in rhythm with his hand. Moment by moment, beat by beat. Rolling through death, both kick and snare. No rebel beat out, skips his feet. And it might sound wild. But who on earth said our song should be tamed? Chase his heart. Mercy by mercy, no by no. We lost the pitch, he moved the score. Our wayward notice, we resolve. And it might sound wild, but wild is why my heart sings. Let it 
Sing it out if you believe it. us, my God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You always make a way, my God, hallelujah. You are a way maker, Lord Jesus, hallelujah.
Welcome to church. If this is your first time joining us, we are so glad you're here. And if you've been around for a while, welcome back. Please take a minute to fill out the connect card on our GT Church app or by clicking the link below. That's the best way to make sure we have your most up-to-date contact information so you don't miss any important announcements or information about upcoming events. For those of you with kids or teenagers, you can connect with our GT Family Ministries online by checking out our kids and student services on Sundays on our GT Church YouTube channel. You can also visit our website and Facebook pages for everything you need to help your kids grow closer to Jesus. You'll find weekly messages, small group connection information, and great resources for parents. And make sure you stop by at 3 p.m. today for our Family Ministries pickup event in both West Lawn and Kutztown. We'll be handing out an awesome new devotional for students in 6th through 12th grade, as well as our November Kids Activity Box, which will give you everything you need to do church at home with your kids next month. And if you're in West Lawn, you'll also be able to say hi to our staff and meet our new student ministry pastor, Luke Adams. Pastor Scott is super excited to have him join the GTSM team. Many of you know that every year we host a glow-in-the-dark outreach event with the goal of lighting up the night across Berks County with free family fun. This year is going to look a little bit different, but next Sunday, November 1st, at both of our locations in West Lawn and Kutztown, we want you to invite your family and friends for a drive through the parking lot to participate in interactive games, fun activities, and of course, to get some treats. The best part, you never have to leave your car. So we want it to be part of the fun too. 
So join in on the fun and decorate your car because we'll be giving away a $100 gift card to the best dressed vehicle. There's gonna be so much fun for everyone, whether you're a kid or just a kid at heart. We can't wait to see you there. It's gonna be awesome. Well, we're closing out our countercultural sermon series today. If you missed any of the previous messages, you can go back and watch on our website. Pastor Brian will be talking about not taking offense, which feels super timely right now. I hope you'll continue to join us in prayer for our nation and the upcoming election. And we'll be starting a new series next week called Do Unto Others. If you need some peace and encouragement right now and are looking for biblical truth amidst the chaos and the confusion, keep joining us on Sundays. God has laid some big things on our hearts and we're excited to share them with you. So we're gonna get ready to receive today's offering. And I wanna start by thanking those of you who have brought in candy to support our Glow in the Dark outreach event. You have blown us away. So far we've collected over 35,000 pieces of candy and it just keeps coming in. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Outreaches like Glow in the Dark and the one we're planning for Christmas, I can't wait to tell you about that one another time, would not be possible without you. Your faithful giving makes it possible for us to reach our community with the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. I'd like to share a story with you about that. Last week, I received an email that came through our website said, um, hi, I'm looking for a church. And I saw the GT church sign as I drove by. I've never really gone to church before and I'm nervous. I have an almost four month old baby that I would have to bring. Do I just bring her and show up? Sorry if it's silly questions. I just love to come. I'm just nervous. Oh, I love this. So I called her and I got to talk to her for about an hour. And I was so inspired by her hunger to learn about Jesus and get connected to a church community. And do you know why she's so hungry? It's because she wants a better life for her little girl. And I could totally relate. It brought me back to a time when I felt the same exact way. And then a friend invited our family to GT and it changed everything. That's exactly why GT Church exists, to help people, to reach people and help them grow together in Christ. So when you give, that's exactly what you're giving to, to give hope to people who are just like the young mom I spoke to last week. Please don't ever underestimate that. Because when one young mom surrenders her life to Jesus, that decision impacts generations. Psalm 103 says, but the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who reverently fear him and his righteousness to their children's children, to those who honor and keep his covenant. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you have chosen us to be a light in this world. Thank you, Father, that you have gifted us with knowing you and that we have this incredible opportunity to be salt and light and to bring usher peace into this world. Thank you that you have chosen us to be ministers of reconciliation where we can help to lead people to find you and follow you. What an honor that is. I pray that you would bless this offering today and I pray that you would multiply it so that we can continue to reach people and help people grow together in you because it is all about you. We love you and we praise you and it's in your strong and mighty name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 Everybody said amen, right? 
So thank you for your giving today. There's always things where you can drop your offering in on the way out. We want to remind you that. It's been, hasn't it seemed like forever since we passed the buckets down the row? Um, so thank you for giving online and being faithful. Uh, we're going to get into the word today. Welcome GT here at West Lawn. Man, let's give it up for Kutztown out there. We thank God for them. And uh, wherever you're watching today, or however, or whenever you're watching, right, it's just a different day. But how many know, as different as the day is, this word never changes, all right? So we're gonna turn to the word today. Uh, I'm gonna encourage you to turn back to Matthew chapter five. We've been in this entire series, we're wrapping it up today on counter-cultural. We've been looking at the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, I mentioned week number one, 111 verses. It's the longest discourse that Jesus gives in the New Testament. So uh, it's a really powerful teaching by Jesus, and we're gonna look at that today. Particularly, we're gonna look at, and Christine mentioned it, about being offended, all right? The persecuted. Blessed are you when you are persecuted. You know, how many have ever been offended? How many have ever offended somebody? Wow, so I'm preaching to a good crowd, all right? Uh, and it really is an important part. And wherever you're watching today, uh, I want us to just be aggressive listeners to the word of God. Uh, listen, here's my thought today. It's, it's almost like we live in a culture of offense. I mean, we, we say it all the time, 2020, there's never been a day like we're experiencing now. Wearing masks, the pandemic, all the things that are going on. On top of that, a presidential election. How many will be glad when the ads are over? You know, let it, let it just be a reminder though, I'm gonna tell you, when it comes up, Trump, Biden, I don't care who it is, when that comes up, my head drops and I say, God, touch this country. It's a reminder to pray. We did it October 18th, we were praying for our country, but it's like we are living right now in a culture of being offended, think about it. I mean, media outlets, think of news. Let's face it, they make their living off of offense. Did you hear what he said? Boy, they in the debate. You know, it's just on and on, right? So that's just a part of the culture that we're living in. In fact, sometimes we don't even realize that we should be offended until we hear it. Oh, I guess I, guess I should be offended by that. We live in a culture of being offended. And not only that, when we get offended, what do we do? We look for other people that were offended like we were. We, we get in our camp, right? And listen, I'm not preaching at anybody today. I'm talking to all of us because we've all been there. We, we look for someone that has been hurt the way we've been hurt or offended or they said something about our group and then we kind of get into these camps. Are you with me? And that's what we're gonna talk about today. In fact, I have, uh, and again, I'm just speaking personally, just the way I have felt, I've never felt like our country and even community have been more polarized than they are today. I mean, we were talking before the service began. It, it, doesn't it seem like Last February was like 50 years ago. I know we've said during the pandemic, you just forget like what day it is. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. We are polarized, the pandemic. There's a lot of things that have been a part of that. The pandemic has been a part of that. A presidential election is a big part of that. In my 30 plus years here, every time we have a presidential election, and listen, I will be speaking next week about that because we're starting a new teaching, as Christine said, about do unto others. But I have never felt 
that we've been more polarized. Social media definitely does that. You know, you're in that group, you're in, you put up that post, and guess what? The whole world can see it, and the whole world can be offended by it. So we live in a culture of offense. And I wanna tell you, it affects us in two ways. And I, I just said it here a minute ago. We've all offended somebody. Secondly, we've all been offended by somebody. And the key is, what do we do when that happens? Because it's not a matter of if it's gonna happen. You know, it's like when I used to, you know, raise your hand if you've never sinned or you're perfect. I have never seen one hand. I guarantee you, everyone in this room has been offended by somebody. And it's painful. You've been offended by their words. You've been offended by their actions, what they've done. Maybe inappropriate behavior. What, I mean, the list can go on. We have all been offended. And then not only that, but we've all offended others. Again, let me ask, how many have offended someone in, during your lifetime, all right? Okay, who are we kidding? This week, how many this week did it? Marge Carey's being honest, it's so cool. Kutztown, I hope you're being honest out there, right? Wherever you're watching today, you're sitting in that living room. You've offended someone. You may not even realize that you've offended them. But we're all, we've all dealt with and deal with offense in our life. Here's what to me is many times most troubling. There are people, it just seems like to me, that live offended. It's almost like unknowingly, they're just critical, they're negative, they're, you know, I'm gonna use a couple phrases today, like these catchphrases that we kinda grow up with. As I was growing up, when someone lived like that, they were just always offended. My mom and dad, or whoever it would be, would say, boy, they got a real chip on their shoulder. I never really knew what that meant. Like, what do you mean, a chip? What kind of wood chip? What kind of chip? It just means they're living on the edge. They're ready to be offended. They're ready for you to say, it's like, go ahead and say it. You ever meet someone like that? Nope, never met anybody like that, Brian. They have a chip on their shoulder, all right? So today, thank God, we're gonna learn from the word of God, how do we deal with this? We pretty much know what it is, but how do we deal with it? How do we respond when someone's offensive? How do we guard our hearts when we've been offended, when we truly have been hurt? I'm not acting like it never happens. It genuinely does happen. People do say harsh things. They commit grievous acts. Listen, I'm talking, this is a big deal, but how do we respond? How do we allow God to give us the final victory? Uh, here are some things we need to understand about being offended. We cannot help or control what people say or do. I don't care, if you're married, guess what? You stood there at the altar and I do, for better or for worse, sickness. Listen, even though you are one flesh, you can't control what he or she does. Can you say amen? Or oh me, whatever works best. I will never forget it. Um, you know, I tease sometimes that Sarcasm is one of my spiritual gifts, and, and don't email me because I know it's not. I'm just, I'm kidding. But I saw this T-shirt years ago. Our family was out in Cincinnati, uh, and I, we were in this mall, and I saw this T-shirt, and it like changed my life. And here's what it said. You ready? The T-shirt was hanging there, and it says, Jesus loves you, but everybody else thinks you're an idiot. I was like, wow. I love that. 
I wanna buy a case of those. Like how many, how much is it if you buy 25 of them, you know? Jesus loves you, but everybody, think, every, everybody else thinks you're an idiot. Listen, here's the thing. You and I cannot control what other people say, what they do, how they act. We can't. Many times we think we can, but we can't. All right? We can't control the hearts of people. Listen, the Bible says our heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. But the one thing we can control, the one thing I can control is me. I can control how I think, how I talk, how I respond. Are you with me? And listen, friends, that's the same for you. Wherever you're listening to this today, we need to remember this, say, you know what? I can't control how other people respond, what they're gonna do, what they're gonna say, but God, I pray that you will help me. Christianity's message, listen, stands at odds with the mindset of the world. This is what the whole countercultural series is about. It's like Jesus takes it and turns it right upside down. As we've been going through the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, all right? That's the opposite of what the world would say. The world would say you're happy if you're strong, if you're mighty, if you're at the lead, if you're at the top. No, Jesus said, blessed, you are fortunate, you're really gonna be happy if you're poor in spirit. If you're mournful, I will comfort you. If you are meek, you will inherit the earth. So what the main part of this whole series was is that Jesus takes everything this world thinks about, talks about, lives about, posts about, advertises about, and says, you know what? My kingdom is like this. That's one of the biggest things we can walk away from in this series. He turns it upside down. Listen, we, these are two core convictions of this church. We believe in the fallenness of man. Man is fallen. Man is sinful. We don't need better education. We, yes, I thank God for getting in shape and losing weight and all that, but what we really need is God in our life because we are sinners. But we also believe, you know, the Bible says Romans 3.10, there are none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the word of God. But it also says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that we become a new creation in Jesus Christ. These are core beliefs of the Assemblies of God, core beliefs of GT Church. Yes, we are fallen, yes, we are sinful, but yes, Jesus Christ can change our life. God has to give us a new heart. What we've said in this countercultural series is God needs to reconstruct our heart. That's what changes the way we think. That's what changes the way, the way we can react. I, I think Dan, when he spoke about, you know, any, any dead fish can just go down the current. It's when you're alive in Christ that you can swim against the current. You can become countercultural. All right? At some point, sooner or later, we're going to talk today about what it means to be persecuted. All right? When you live countercultural against the world, somewhere along the line, there's going to be a bump in that. Someone's going to push against you. All right? Now listen, we know there are many, many people around the world right now that are being persecuted for their faith. And we're gonna talk about the different types of persecution. There's, there's different types, there's different levels of that, right? But people all around the world, in fact, in our century today, more people are being persecuted for their faith than ever before. We read about it in the New Testament, the early church. Listen, every one of the apostles gave their life to know Jesus Christ. They died for their faith, all right? 
But all of us, if we are serious about living and serving the Lord Jesus Christ in our work, in our families, in our homes, wherever it is, at some point, someone's gonna come against that. When you're living in total opposition to what the world thinks and how they act, and we're living out the love of God in our hearts, somewhere there's gonna be a rub to that. Somewhere we're gonna be offended. Jesus gave, gave great teaching on this. He gave great teaching on offense. In fact, last week, Pastor Christine gave a great illustration, and I know some of you, how many know what this is up here? How many don't know what it is up here? All right, well, that's good. I could kind of tell when Molly rolled it out, everyone's kind of going. Somehow if we turn our head that way, we kind of know what it is more. I'm gonna talk about this, but last week, Pastor Christine gave a great illustration. She said the Beatitudes are, are like a ladder. It's like rungs on a ladder. And man, it really hit me as I was listening. I thought, that's really good. Because it starts out, Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. That's attitude. Poor in spirit, I'm meek. I'm, I'm mournful, okay, that's my attitude. Then it becomes about what you do. So that's your attitude. That's the be attitude. Like when you have that attitude, get it? Beatitude is a Latin word, again, for the word blessed. So you will be happy. You will be fortunate when you have the attitude of being poor in spirit. I have no hope without God. Mournful. God, I am a sinner. I can only be saved by grace. God, it's not pride and arrogance, but I want to humble myself before you. God says, in that thing, you, the kingdom of heaven, will be yours. Then it goes to what you do. Blessed are the pure in heart. It's how you live. It's what Pastor Christine said. Blessed are the peacemakers. Now it becomes your action. Today we get to the top of the ladder and now it's not only what our attitude is or what we do, it's when we think and act that way, here's what's gonna happen to us and how do we respond. The more you demonstrate the love of God in your heart, the more the world's gonna come against you. In the last Beatitudes that are here, I hope you're at Matthew 5 by now, talks, he's, there's, there's a double blessing. He talks there, blessed are those who are persecuted. And then he goes on and also says, blessed are those who insult you. In fact, let's just turn to our text right now. Matthew chapter five, I'm gonna be reading from the New Living Translation. Here's what it says. Matthew chapter five, beginning at verse 10 and 11. Then we're gonna also turn to Luke 17, just to give you a heads up. Matthew 5, verses 10 and 11. Jesus wraps up the Beatitudes by saying this. Blessed are those, or fortunate are those, who are persecuted because of righteousness. Now, how many know we go through a lot of bad stuff in our life because we're just messed up? If, they, if you're thrown into prison or you're arrested, listen, it's not because, you know, that's not persecution. That's because you did something wrong. You were lawless and you've been arrested. But Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Listen, they hung Jesus on a cross and all he did was save and heal and do good things to people. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Also it says in verse 11, blessed are you when people insult you. I'll just let your brain wrap around that for a minute. Someone insults you and you're like, boy, I'm fortunate. How blessed I am. Say it again, please, say it again. <laughs> Countercultural. Are you with me? 
Blessed are you when people insult you, be, persecute you, and falsely say all evil against you because of me. Again, it's for righteousness. It's because of Jesus. It's because we think and act and live differently than the world. And Jesus says when that happens to you, you are blessed, you are fortunate. That's not easy to wrap your mind around. Then it goes on in verse 12. Rejoice and be glad. This is awesome, man. I'm, I was, how was your day? Awesome. I was insulted about 19 times. What a great day. So exciting. Right? Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets that were before you. It's a part of being a part of the kingdom. The prophets, Jesus, for followers of Jesus Christ, when we're serious about living for God, when we are serious about serving God, I wanna tell you, there's gonna come things against us and how we respond are so important. I want, here's the bottom line of today, and you know what it is. If you're a GT, the bottom line is this, and really, it's a thought for the whole series because this entire series, I want you to think about this. There is freedom in living counterculturally. There's freedom in that. Not only freedom, but there's blessing. We are fortunate when God, by his grace and his love and the power of the Holy Spirit, says, you know what, I know the whole world's going this way, but Brian, I want you to live this way. I know the whole world's thinking this way, but Brian, I don't want you to think like that because you belong to me. Now, when it talks about persecution, I wanna note this in the text. There's a couple different things. It says insult. Blessed are you when you're insulted. That literally in the Greek, that Greek word means you're, you're insulted, it means to cast in one's teeth. Cast in one's teeth. I, I love looking into the Greek language, I really do. It's so picturesque. In fact, a lot of what I'm gonna say today comes right out of the original language of Greek. It literally, the word insult means to be cast into your teeth. That means someone insults you right to your face. And honestly, if I'm gonna be insulted, you know what? I wanna have the joy of at least being there. How many? Come on now, say amen. If you're gonna say something stupid, say it right to my face, please. That's what it means to insult. Now, persecuted, when it means blessed are the persecuted, that literally means there's something physical involved. In the New Testament, they were beat. They were imprisoned. So it could be something confrontational said right to you, that's an insult, or you're persecuted, which means there's some kind of physical involvement with that. And then it goes on to say, or falsely say all kinds of evil against you. That probably means they're saying it to other people behind your back. Those are the different types of offenses of persecution. Now again, there's obviously a big difference, listen. There's a big difference between being thrown into prison and being beaten for your faith, which happens around our world. Listen, something you ought to add to your prayer list, all of us is the persecuted church. There are people that are still being imprisoned, being beaten, that are suffering because they love the name of Jesus Christ. But there's different aspects of that where maybe you're not going through persecution. Maybe religious freedoms are being impinged upon in this country, and they are. But listen, it's, it's just the day-to-day. -day. It can be among your own family. It can be between another believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, where you're insulted, where they cast right into your teeth, or they talk behind your back. And again, how do we respond to that? 
Here's the definition of offense, you ready? Here's what it means when you look it up. Offense is a violation or a breach of law, custom, or rule. Now the second part of the definition is really what I wanna talk about. It's a lack of politeness. How many know politeness is like, how many of you remember what that word means? To be polite. It means to have respect. It means to have regard. It means to really see someone. You know, I really think that's why people are so offensive on social media. Because I can just post whatever thing I want and I don't really have to look into anybody's face. It's a failure to show regard for others. It's wounding someone else's feelings, all right? Now, I have two simple points today that I wanna talk about. Here's number one. I wanna talk about what it means to be caught in the trap of offense. Now, for those of you that don't know what this is, I'm gonna tell you what it is. This is kind of a a sacred thing in the Cuck family. So I don't own it, my boys don't own it. Actually, my dad owns this, and it's a trap, all right? And we just pass it around our family when there's a need. We're a loving family. And so if someone has an annoying groundhog in their yard, that's typically what we've caught in here, are groundhogs. I remember we lived in Leesport under our shed. There was like a groundhog family that just moved in, right? And they were digging up my yard, messing up everything, and so I called my dad and said, Dad, I need the trap. My boys have used it, and so we just, you know, we just pass it around as you need it, all right? So this is a trap, and here's how it works. You know, when you, when you lift these things up, all right, so the trap is kind of set up. Got to see how I can hold it here. Uh, then in, in the middle here, there's this real tender little flap, all right, and so the ultimate goal is I want to get the groundhog in here, and then that happens. So the bait that you put in there, in this trap, maybe a little piece of apple and a little peanut butter on it, you know, something that will draw, are you with me? These are great walkaways. You should be writing all this down. (laughs) That when this groundhog walks in there to get that bite of apple and that peanut butter, skippies, I would highly recommend skippies. Sorry, Jif people, it won't, it doesn't usually work. Bam, the trap goes, and they're caught in the trap. Then, you know, if you're an animal lover, please, I I just lovingly pick it up, and I transport that beautiful little groundhog to somewhere else in Berks County. (laughs) Because we love Berks, and I love groundhogs. And I'm kind of kidding, but don't email me. You got it? Becomes a trap. The bait, you lay on this little flat thing, and man, when you do, and I used to set that thing, and I don't know, it was almost like Christmas Eve to me, like you put your apple in there. One time I put it in, the apple fell off, and the thing went like that, the apple's still in there, no groundhog. But there's nothing more joyful, and again, just shows you where my life is these days. I come out, and there he or she is. And you, I just feel really personal with them and just say, hey, we're gonna go for a little ride. Are you with me? Now, I know we're kind of messing around with that, but can I tell you that when you're offended, 
It's a trap. And I want you to think about this, first of all, that offense is like bait. Now, I can tell you right now, if I put like a punk of wood in there or a block, that ain't gonna bring any groundhog into the trap. When they smell that peanut butter, when they smell the apple, when they get hungry, that's when they're gonna come in for that bait and that's when they're gonna get caught. Friends, that's how it is with offense. It's amazing how the enemy uses that against our lives. And I wanna tell you, words are powerful. You've heard me say this, and forget what I said. The Bible says the tongue, that tongue in your mouth, and I ask you to stick it out, but I don't, your mask is already wet enough. I know I don't want you to do that. You stick out that tongue, that little, that the, the Bible says it has the power of life and death. Words can hurt. That's why, you know, listen, you put something up, and again, this isn't a slam on social media, but I wanna tell you, it's a big part of the offense culture that we live in. Someone can, and listen, I'm sure when Facebook started it, they, they wanted the likes to be positive. Oh, I like it, I love it, I like it, that's hilarious, oh, that's sad. You know, you give your reaction. But I wanna tell you, if you get like, 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 or someone says, wow, that's really weird, that's where your mind's gonna go. That's how the trap works. What you put in there is really important. Listen, there's four different kinds of bait that will cause an offense, okay, are you ready? Nothing starts big. It's not like you have to lay a, a T-bone steak in there or an entire watermelon. You just put a little something there and there's power to draw that thing in to trap it. And that's the same way that it works with offense. Offense starts maybe with a word, but then it starts right here. This is where we're first offended. What we think, now here's where it is. Number one, we're offended by what is said to us. Words can be cutting. Words can be abrasive. You know, people, the old phrase, sticks and stones will break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. You know what? Words can kill you. Because a stick or a stone can create a bruise, and it's painful, but guess what? It heals. There are people listening to me today here, Kutztown, Westlawn, online. Somebody said something to you maybe 30 years ago, and you've never forgotten it. Because it hurt. It was painful. It was abrasive. It, it injured you. What others say to us, what they post, what they say, that can be very offensive. Bait number two is what others didn't say. Come on now, are you with me? Oh, no one cares. They never called me. I don't feel appreciated. They don't even know I exist, right? Come on. We've all been there. It's what people say. It's what they don't say. It's what others do. It can be some humiliating action not maybe just a word, an action, something they did, which is really hurtful, selfish, humiliating. And that germinates in us. It's almost like the bait that allows us then to eventually say, I'm trapped. I can't believe they did that. Secondly, it's what they don't do. No one cares for me. No one stopped by to see me. No one even thinks about me. There are so many ways, are you with me, church, that we can be offended by words, by actions. I've said it for years. You know, if I have a choice of being bitter or better, by the grace of God, God, make me better. I can't control what people said. Listen, I, I will never forget it. Years ago, it's when I first started. It's another phrase, Pastor Swank. 
my predecessor, who is now in heaven. He and his wife are both in heaven, but he was my, kind of my dad in the ministry, and he said, Brian, here's what it is. When you pastor, listen, and, and again, we've had a loving church. We've had a great church. He said, you need a thick skin and a tender heart. You, you can't let everything that's said offend you, you know? It was such great counsel. Here's what it says in Matthew, you ready? Here's what the word says. Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said this. Matthew 12, 33. So we're past the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, a tree is identified by its fruit, okay? So if it's an apple tree, there's gonna be apples there. So the fruit identifies what kind of tree it is. It's the same in our lives. If you've got bitterness hanging off your life, if you've got anger and you wake up mad, listen, there's something wrong with the tree. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You, listen to what Jesus said. You brood of snakes. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. You know, there's no getting around it. You can't say, well, it was the way I was raised and I don't just think about it. No, the Bible says whatever is in your heart that is what's gonna come out of your mouth. And friends, that is why we need our hearts reconstructed. That's why we need to say, God, yes, my heart is deceitful and wicked above all things, God, but you're greater than my heart. God, give me a new heart. So whenever that bait comes, it creates that bitterness and that resentment. Listen, we get, we get trapped in it. It's that thought, it's that word, and we're looking, man, I'm just trapped. People that live with offense, and listen, we all know people that have. People that live with offense, they're angry, they're, they're upset, they're just, they're like, they've got that chip on their shoulder. It's almost like I'm just waiting for something bad to happen. Here's what Jesus said in Luke 17, one. That's the next text I want you to go to. Luke 17, all right? It ties in with this beatitude. Luke 17, one, here's what it says. Then, it says, then he said to his disciples, it is impossible. Notice that. Most times when we hear God talking, there's nothing impossible. All things are possible to them that believe. But here's something Jesus said is impossible. Are you ready? He said, it is impossible that no offenses should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. Now, here's the key thing. Luke 17, 1, where the word offenses I'm taking that out of the New King James Version. The original Greek language for the word offense is scandalon. That's the transliteration, scandalon. There's a Greek word, scandalon. It literally means to stumble or it can mean a trap. In fact, when you look it up in Blue Letter Bible, scandalon means, it literally means the little wooden stick that holds up the edge of the trap. The scandalon, it's where we get our word scandal. And so scandalon is that little stick. Think of putting a box there, you got your bait, you put the little stick there, when the animal comes in, it hits the stick or bumps the box, caught. Jesus said the scandalons will come. There's no stopping them. You know when there won't be scandalon? When we're in heaven. Look at your neighbor with your mask on. I'm sure they're in your cohort or family and say, we're not in heaven. No, we're in earth. And there's gonna be scandal on. Again, that's how the trap works. The bait, the apple, the peanut butter. 
You're trying to lure that thing in. That's how scandalon works. That's how offenses will come. In other words, the bait will there be there to be offended. I wanna tell you, if you say, look, my goal in life, I wanna be offended. I got news for you. You'll achieve that goal probably before lunch. Are you with me? It happens. That's what that word means. And listen, when you and I are offended, then we're trapped. When we're caught in here, I wanna tell you right now, God bless that little groundhog. When they get in here, there's nothing else they can do. You know what it takes? The only way they're gonna get out is if I let them out. The only way we're gonna get out of the trap of scandalon, of being offended, is to say, God, open the trap. There's freedom in living counterculturally. That's where Jesus says, blessed are you when you're persecuted. Blessed are you when you're insulted. You know, you know how powerful it is to have a thick skin? How amazing it is, you know, because the opposite is, you ever say, well, that person's really thin-skinned. It's the opposite phrase. Every little thing you say offends them, all right? I, I've told you there's things that offend me, like, for example, when I'm at the grocery store, and I'm wearing my stinking mask and my glasses are fogging up and I'm a little irritated. How many know that happens? And I got five things I'm trying to check out. Now I go to self-checkout. I'm like, hey, that totally works for me because I hated when I have eight things and you have 50 and you're in the quick checkout aisle. I'm sorry, but your 75 things in your cart are offending me right now. Yeah, very pastoral. The, the, just this strong pastoral presence comes over me. I'm not a reverend, I'm revved up. Yeah, don't clap, because it's sad, pray for me. I have issues, people. The book of James says this, James 4, 17, remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. But you know what it is? We're trapped. We've taken the bait. Somebody said something. Somebody didn't say anything. Somebody did something. Somebody didn't do anything. We're trapped. We're kept from the will of God. We're kept from serving God because we are offended. And Jesus said, listen, offenses will come. Scandalon will come. You know what else happens, and this is so sad, and you see it in our culture today. When we're offended, you know what we stop doing? We stop talking. We just get in our camp and say what? Everybody over there is an idiot. Anybody that would vote for him is an idiot. Anybody that would do that is an idiot. Any, listen, we get our camps and we feel that justifies us. All these people think like me and all those people over there think like something else. That's what happens, we stop. Can I strongly encourage you? One of the things we've done here at GT during some of these difficult times in our culture you know, racial tension. Uh, we, we, we're in a group, I just got done with it. John Castellani, who's one of our board members, Rochelle Owens, Mark Evers, a bunch of us, Tony Roman, you know, people of color, whites, blacks, Latino. We've, you know what we've done for the last nine weeks? Something a lot of people need to do. We just need to talk. Tell me why you feel the way you feel. Tell me, tell me why, as a black person, you feel that way. As a person of color, how, you know, I, I'm a white guy. How, how, you know, when I see something, how do I react? How was I taught by my mom? What kind, you know what, you know how powerful a conversation is? 
It's a lot more powerful than a post. It's a lot more powerful than a text. We have had such an amazing time of learning because when you listen, you learn. Have you ever talked to somebody that when you're talking, they're not even listening to you? They're looking at you, but they're thinking about what they're gonna say. It's like, yeah, I'm married to that person. Don't, don't go there, don't go there. We need to listen. When I would do marriage counseling, I learned this. It's a little piece of tile. I keep it in my desk. And when I'm talking to a couple and they're having difficulties, I give them this little piece of tile. And here's what it means. When you have the tile, you have the floor. So it's a reminder that when your wife is talking, you know, husband, what you need to do, you need to lean in and you need to listen. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to have it all figured out. Just listen. And wife, when your husband's talking, you say, well, my husband doesn't talk. That's the problem. Well, just we gotta work on that. Sometimes men, it's shoulder to shoulder, but we need to listen. And I really believe that when we're offended and when we're trapped, we stop talking. We live in that offense. Because not only is offense like bait, Offense causes division. I don't know about you, but as I pray for America, there's times in my heart, I'm, I'm heartbroken. I say, God, it's like we're the divided states of America. Did you hear what I said? We're the United States, not the divided states. Our teaching next week, I'm gonna be teaching next week on the series, Do Unto Others. You know, the golden rule. Do unto others what? As you would have them do unto you. Now you say, well, a sinner could do that. Even sinners are gonna treat people that they know and love nicely. You know, kind of, I've heard this said, the platinum rule, do unto others what God would do. There's a thought. But even if we just start with treating others the way we wanna be treated, do we wanna be regarded? Do we wanna be respected? Do we wanna be seen? Do we wanna be heard? Yes. So let's provide that for others, because there is freedom and blessing in living counterculturally. I don't, I'm, I'm done living like the world, aren't you? Aren't you grateful for the grace of God? Jesus said offenses will come, and we're gonna have to deal with it. You know, our vision at GT Church is reaching people and what? Growing together in Christ. A big part of growing in your faith, listen, is learning how to deal with things when you're offended. Satan wants to trap us. Satan wants us to take the bait. Satan wants us to be offended and turned off and stop talking and get in our group and say, I'm done with that. And you know what God wants to do? Be free. Don't live like that. You know what I've often said is, we need to smile more. Look, what, what, how does my face look now? Take a good close if you're watching online. Do I look happy? Everybody smile. Just kind of pull your mask down just a little bit and just smile. Wow. Didn't that feel good? That's like a mass timeout break. You're at home. Smile. Life is short. Life is short. Can you say Amen. Let's be happy, let's smile, let's not be offended. Let's say, you know what, I'm good with that. Don't be, you know, I know some of you are gonna have the walk away, Jesus loves you but you're an idiot, God bless you. 
I got my walk away today. Love it, Pastor. Offense is like bait. Offense causes division, and offenses will come. So really quickly, I'm gonna close with this, and I'm serious. Living free from the trap of offense. You know, we've talked about what it means to be caught. I'm not in the will of God. I'm not using my gifts. I'm angry. I'm aggressive. I'm upset. When you're offended, you'll respond differently than you do any other time. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's like our lives change during a presidential election. I can't tell you how many people I talk to, oh, so-and-so was elected, I'm totally depressed. Can I tell you one thing right now, mark it down, couple things, pray for our country. You should have registered to vote by October 19th. I pray to God you voted, but I wanna tell you another thing. Jesus Christ is the savior of the world, not the Republicans, not the Democrats. We serve a God who's gonna save this world. So what should be my response? If I want to be free, if I want God to open the trap, what do I got to do? It's right there in Luke 17. Luke 17, look at verse three. Jesus says, take heed to yourself. Take heed, what does that mean? Just recognize. Do this with me right now, at wherever you are. Take a deep breath. You say, wow, that was kind of weird. Just sometimes that's what we need to do in life. Someone says something, you read a post, you hear something, another commercial, you're like, my gosh, I have to take 18 of those during a presidential debate. Are you with me? Somebody say amen. Take heed, recognize yourself, see how you're reacting. See if you're like this all the time. Second thing, if your brother sins against you, Rebuke him. I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm not saying always keep your mouth shut. I'm not always saying, oh yeah, whatever, yeah. No, Christine, Pastor Christine said it last week. She said, being a peacemaker doesn't mean you never have conflict. Are you with me? Did you hear what she said? You can be a peacemaker. Listen, Jesus was a peacemaker, yet he turned that temple upside down. Jesus was a peacemaker, yet he said, you're like a brood of snakes. So if someone speaks against you, you can respond. Be careful how you respond. Now, if he or she repents, then what? Then you need to forgive them. Listen, I was married for 28 years. Lynn and I were different. I was the talker, she was less of a talker. When we had a fight sometime, she wouldn't talk for several days. Well, maybe two. We'd pray at night, she'd say, you pray. It's, oh, I want you to pray. We're fighting, right? But one thing you can't do, and we used to talk about it a lot, you can't be mad for two days and then when the person says, listen, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry I did that, I'm sorry I said that. And you can't say, well, it's no problem, whatever. You didn't talk to me for two days, that is a problem. Listen, when someone genuinely repents, then you have to say, listen, I forgive you because I've sinned against you. Read Colossians. It's what you do, not only in marriage, you do it in life, you do it in church, you do it with people. If he sins against you seven times, you know, I've told you for years, my favorite bumper sticker, I don't get mad, I get even. That's not a Bible verse, people. 
Maybe in Hezekiah 17 you can find it, but it's really not in the Bible. If he sins against you seven times and he genuinely repents, you need to forgive him. Countercultural, upside down. I hear people in the world say, I'll never talk to them again. You won't believe what they did. And when I hear what they did, I'm like, you're never gonna talk to a person again because they said that? That's not how Christians live. How do I prepare for an offense? Again, ask God to say, God, give me a thick skin. In other words, if Jesus said the offenses will come, number one, prepare for it. I'm not gonna let an offense have power over me. God has power over me. Number two, cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. I don't want, I want to be an apple tree. I want the fruit of the Spirit. Love, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness. That's the kind of tree I want to be. Not the works of the flesh. Not anger, not deceit. Sometimes we overthink it. We need to keep our cool, right? James 3.18, listen to this. James 3.18. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. I love that. Couple quick things as I close. Uh, when someone says something, number one, keep in mind, they may not be addressing it right to you. Sometimes we're, if we're insecure, we're whatever, we take everything so personal. Man, they're speaking against me. No, that may not be what they're doing, all right? Number two, tell yourself, you know, maybe that person just had a really bad day. I did this one time, I don't always do it, so I'm not patting myself on the back, but I remember one time, there was a, a waiter waiting on me, and, and they were just, man, the whole, I, it wasn't just refilling our drinks. It was like, what do you want? Hey, hey, how you doing? Glad to be here tonight. I felt like I was the host, you know? Went through the whole thing. You know what I did at the end of that meal? I gave them a really big tip. To the point it shocked them. Maybe the person's having a bad day. Some people are having a bad life. Be careful how you come across. Talk to a person. You know, sometimes we react to a post, a thought, an email. You don't really know. Maybe they didn't even mean to offend you at all. Have a conversation. Say, look, hey, I, want to, I need to talk to you. Just, you know, I, I'm sick of living in this. I just wanna, I wanna be free. I want the gates to open. I, I'm tired of that. You say, there's an uncle, there's an aunt, there's somebody. Guess what? The holidays are coming. Can you believe it? Don't wait till Thanksgiving. Call them. And then stop brooding over it. You know, sometimes we can just think about it. Man, you wake up at four o'clock in the morning and say, man, it ticks me off every time I think about that person. Don't pout. Don't brood. Just say, God, I'm giving this person to you. I can't control how they think or act. Live your life in the Word. Here's a great word for you. Psalm 119, verse 65. Great peace have they which love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. Psalm 119, verse 165. Gang, I'm gonna close. You say, well, that's good. You said it about 18 times. I'm glad you're finally keeping your word. I don't know where you're living today. I'm talking mainly to Christians. I will say this, if you're watching today and you don't know God, you really don't know the Lord, that's where it starts. Listen, the only, the only thing that's gonna really give you a thicker skin in this life is the love of God. Jesus Christ, who was crucified, 
who has nails driven through his hands and feet. And he says, Father, forgive them for they don't even know what they're doing. And can I tell you something else here at West Lawn, Kutztown, online? We've offended God. Think about where we'd be if God would treat us according to our offense. God gave us grace. That's why he says in the word, forgive each other the way I have forgiven you. So I want us to pray today. Let's just close our eyes. Let's just have a moment with God. God, I pray today for those who may not know you. Maybe they're tuning in online, they're visiting Kutztown, maybe they've stopped in here today at West Lawn and they just really don't know who God is. Is the Bible really true? How could that really relate to the world in which we live in now? God, I pray that we know your Holy Spirit is here. We pray that it won't just be something human they feel, but God, I pray today, wherever we're listening to this service, that God, we sense the divine. Because Jesus, we've offended you in thought, in word, in deed. We are sinners by nature. And you died on the cross so that we could be forgiven. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He died for us, God, and we place our faith in you today. We confess that we're sinners. We repent of our sin, and we embrace your grace as a free gift. In Jesus' name. God, I pray also for those who know you, that have walked with you, God, but they're offended. God, they're, they're in this trap. Someone has said something or didn't say something or did something or didn't do something and they're just trapped. They're offended, God. Would you just set us free today? God, this entire series, Lord, help us to have the right attitude, the right actions, the right response. God, we know that you want us to live free. You want us to be fortunate people, not to live like most of the world lives. We wanna live like people of your world, Lord. So God, I pray your blessing on everyone today, on all who are listening, God. We thank you for your love and grace. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you, God, you've not treated us according to our deeds, but God, you've treated us according to your grace. And God, we can live with you forever if we decide to do that. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, just before Jeff comes out and kind of dismisses us here today, I'll say this, if you're, watching online, you just click the link below. You can go to our website. Our, our whole, the whole deal about GT is we want people to know who Jesus Christ is. If you're here today, and maybe I'm not assuming everyone here is a believer, if you're not and you wanna know more about Jesus, I know out there in the atrium, you can grab this. There's a little white card. Tell us what God did for you. Maybe you prayed that prayer of salvation with me. Maybe you need to talk to a pastor. You wanna start the journey. There's something we have called First Steps. Just get us your contact information and we'll get it to you. We can get it to you electronically. They're outside the door at Kutztown, West Lawn. You can pull under our carport. There's free Bibles there. And there's free packets. You know, we don't care who takes them. That's why they're there, all right? So let's make sure we do that today. God bless you, gang. I love you. Appreciate you. Jeff's gonna come and do our outro. 
Thanks for joining us for the last week of our countercultural series. If you missed any of the previous messages, you can always go back and watch on our website or listen on our GT Church podcast. I hope you'll take some time to reflect on Pastor Brian's message and join us for our Growing Together segment this Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on our Facebook and YouTube channel. We'll dive even further into some of the things that were discussed today and answer any questions you may have. We've got a lot of things happening here at GT Church, like our Glow in the Dark event coming up on November 1st. You can stay connected with GT Church all week long by following us on social media everywhere at GT Church Online. You can also download our GT Church app. It's a great resource and you can find everything you need there. I hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you this Wednesday night for our Growing Together segment on Facebook and YouTube at 7 p.m.